Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Will you tell Mammy she's going to have to live without me for another half an hour, dude? She's going to have to wipe those tears away. I'm, I'm staying on for a bit longer. The world needs me. What can I say? Craig, you spend your time with us. That's why we love you. I think the missus is happy to get rid of me. I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm a bit much. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a bit much. I'm not going to lie. Just sell Tiago or we can get a fee for him. Yeah, I mean, it's a really... Let's have this conversation. I mean, for me, Fabinho, Tiago and Henderson are at the very tail ends of the Liverpool careers. I would not be against one of the three moving on. And I'm going to explain why as best as I can. So we're going to refresh the midfield. We're going to bring in some younger bodies. We've got Bajcetic. We've got Jones. We've got Elliot. We've got, uh, I guess, Tyler Morton coming back. We've got the new midfielders that will come in. And if you added to that with two of Fabinho, Thiago and Henderson and moved one on. I think it softens up what will have to be another little refresh the following summer because then you're probably going to see more of these senior pros move on. Yeah, three midfielders brought in and I wouldn't be against one of Thiago, Henderson or Fabinho moving on. And of those three, objectively... Tiago makes the most sense. He's the best of the three on his best day. But I think we get a more... I think we get more squad impact from a Fabinho or a Henderson. Yeah. So of those three, I guess, begrudgingly, pushing aside my bias, I'd have to say Thiago's probably the one that would make the most sense. I think we only need two midfielders and a centre-back. Uh, look, two of the right midfielders, buddy, and I'm not against it. You know, if it was Jude Bellingham and McAllister, Jude Bellingham, Mugarte, Jude Bellingham, Barella, Jude Bellingham and another top-notch midfielder, Thura maybe, not against it. It has to be just the right players for the system, though. It's weird. I go back and forth on this, and I am definitely a hypocrite, but what we need from midfield is very simple, but not easy to come by. We need somebody who's a ball carrier, 
we need somebody who has an engine. We need somebody who's physical. We need somebody who understands and can play in the system Klopp wants, can counter-press. Doesn't have to be the greatest technical midfielder the world's ever seen. And I think that's where I become a hypocrite because then I start speaking about Bellingham, right? And I start speaking about the fact that he, he kind of is a bit more than all of that that we need. But he's a 19-year-old English talent, potential future captain. Again, I would argue if you sign Jude Bellingham for even £120 million and you sign him for six years and you extend him after two and a half, you're still going to get your money. You're still if, if he moves in six years' time at 25, 26, you're going to get your money back. If you don't and he stays and he becomes a club legend, then you've won. That's you're going to look back at the time and money you've spent, and it will have been a success. I think Bellingham is too. Or not Bellingham. Excuse me. I think Elliot is too lightweight and slow. Loses too many jewels. I feel a little bit sorry for Harvey Elliott because I don't know where Harvey Elliott's best position is for Klopp. When we signed him, I thought we were getting either a right-sided attacker or potentially a kind of number 10 type player never expected him to get a, a go in midfield so i'm confused on that one um again i'd point out he's still 19 compared to other 19 year olds i think we need to judge him accordingly and not judge him according to a bellingham 19 year old who's a we- really different 19 year old uh annoying me now why does elliot get so much hate he's been class in my opinion and there's a simple answer to this mate there is a huge 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 overly vocal presence in our fan base that are idiots and that are reactive over the top assholes and look people can think that of me probably but i try to be fair in my assessments you know people say to me in comments recently your 180 on trent has been hilarious or still want to sell him i mean wouldn't it be worse if i refused to acknowledge that trent had gotten better in this new position if i refused to acknowledge that curtis jones had progressed Surely the fact that I'm willing to say these lads are doing well, let's have a continue, this is what we want to see, is better than me still banging the drum going, no, no, sell them, sell them. And again, I stand over what I said about Trent. Some of those performances, some of that lack of energy and effort was pissing me off. And for whatever reason, this little movement into the new role has seen Trent play with more freedom, more belief, more impact. And I love to see it. And I love to see it with Jones. And nothing would make me happier than every player I've ever doubted proving me wrong. But if they're shit, I'm going to say they're shit. And if they're great, I'm going to say they're great. Why do I love Bellingham so much? Fair question. Um, The kid impresses me. Everything, I've re- everything I read about Jude Bellingham, everything... Every time I hear him speak, every time I see how humble he is, every time I, I see his sincere determination to be the best he can be, map his career out in a particular way, the fact that he he has certain things he wants and where he wants to play, in front of who he wants to play, uh, all of it, man, all of it. He is just, he is a role model. He is, he, he is what I hope, that you could turn around to your son or your daughter and go, look at this kid, 19 years of age, you know, already established England international, 
grey head on his shoulders, good family around him, decision making's made in the right way, decisions made, excuse me, in the right way, no fuss, no drama, no bullshit about being out in nightclubs or just a good lad that wants to make the best of his career, understands that it's a short career and that he has to make sacrifices to get to the level he wants to get to. I just I just admire him greatly and his family for what they're doing with their two sons in that regard uh, and their careers. Players like that, they're Liverpool Football Club players. That's what Liverpool Football Club should be about. They're the type of personalities, leaders that we should be looking to bring through. Jordan Henderson has been an incredible captain for a football club, worn the armband with distinction, being a real leader. And I see the same in Bellingham, only for a better player as well. Um, So yeah, I, I just, I think the kid's amazing. Bellingham is the whole choo-choo package. Yeah, it is a weird one. It's a fair question to ask me. And I, I don't really, I don't really know why I'm so adamant on it, but it just feels like a perfect storm. This kid who is, you know, a generational talent of English football, who's gone abroad, shown what he can do, carried himself with class, dignity and, and improved. We need a big presence in our midfield. We can sort the position for the next 10 years with the signing. He has future captain written all over him. He's Steven Gerrard fan. He could take the number eight, which is becoming available when Naby Keita leaves. I mean, it just feels like it should happen. Uh, it's the eye test of Bellingham. He's just a baller, especially for his age. Yeah, he's not finished. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say Jude Bellingham is the best midfielder in the world, but Jude Bellingham can become the best midfielder in the world. When you hear Steven Gerrard say that Jude Bellingham is further on in his development than 19 than Steven Gerrard was, I mean, who the fuck are we to argue with that, you know? Is there any players that you guys are like that with? Like, any players that you're just besotted at the idea of Liverpool having or being at Liverpool? Uh, you know what? To be honest, LFC fan said Alisson. I've got to be honest, I, was, I wasn't as confident that Alisson will be what he has been knew he was a good keeper but didn't really know too much about him other than we put the ball past him a lot um, when he played for Roma as soon as he came in very early very clear to see exactly what he's about a good person as well a good uh, yeah a good man who takes the nine then I mean I love playing this game where we talk about who takes what Gakpo strikes me as a 10 yes I agree with that I don't want Gakpo getting the 9. Doesn't feel right for him. But a 10, yes. Perfect number for Cody Gakpo. Darwin taking the 9. I'm not against it. You know, I think the 9 for Darwin would be brilliant. Diaz is an interesting one. Could take the 7. Absolutely. I've heard Elliot's getting the 7. Could be wrong, so don't hold me to that. But yeah, there's something about 23 as well, though. Like, 23 is a really good, important Liverpool number. You know, look at who's worn it. Fowler's worn it. Carragher's worn it. Um, obviously, in modern days, uh, Chan has worn it. Shaqiri uh, has worn it. But 23 in Diaz works. I like 23 in Diaz. What about Jota? Jota would also be a great 10. Yeah, I could see Diogo Jota wearing Liverpool number 10. Someone says Jota 9. Mm, potentially. It's just Darwin feels like a nine, doesn't he? Hang, handing over that South American flair from Bobby to Darwin. I wouldn't say no to that. Diaz suits 23. Yeah, he does. He does. Absolutely. But I could see him in seven as well. Darwin in the Benfica nine looks special. 
and the fact the jersey is going to be there so i guess it's going to be up to darwin um and the club if he'd like to change shirts diaz 7 would be so good it would be, there's a few numbers that make sense like diaz 7 would be great diaz keeping 23 would be great jota taking 10 i think would work darwin taking 9 would work Gakpo taking 10 absolutely that would work um jude bellingham taking number 8 that would work um, I mean, it would be a damn crime if we signed Jude Bellingham when he didn't take number eight. I mean, that would that would really, really annoy me if we signed him and he didn't take number eight. Giving Naby the eight was a disgrace. I don't think it was. I think it was the right idea, but he didn't live up to his end of the bargain. You know, I remember Steven Gerrard giving him that jersey. I have such serious frustrations about that whole transfer. I, I equate it to Harry Kuehl. I said to you guys, when Liverpool signed Harry Kuehl, I'll never forget where I was. I was in St. Vincent's Hospital and I had gallstones, but they diagnosed me with something different. Um, and it was announced right then that, Kane, that Kuehl had decided to go to Liverpool. And I thought, oh, that's it. We've That's it now. Watch out, world. We've signed Harry Kuehl. That is our left side sorted. Uh, and I was the same with, with, with Naby. When we signed Naby, um, he got the eight. I was like, yeah. That, that's it. it hit me right in the fields to be honest with you i was thinking that's perfect i would have bet you anything i own that he would have been a success i would have put my reputation on the line that nabi Kader was going to be a success i thought he was the ghanaian or ghanaian um xavi iniesta Remember when we signed him and we got the, that agreement in place that depended on where Leipzig finished, but I thought, I mean, that was peak of Michael Edwards pulling world. He's like, Kada had a very, very high potential. Such a shame injuries ruined him. See, I don't think it was just injuries, though. And again, I, I probably have no right to say this. I feel like he was... I feel like he did want to play through some pain barrier at times. I feel like he mentally he's just not delivered darwin's a waste of money because klopp doesn't want to use him disagree on both counts not a waste of money and klopp does want to use him but he wants him to be up to speed with the counter pressing and until he is klopp doesn't feel he can trust him which is understandable i think he'll come good but i guess it's what our expectations are of darwin is he going to do 35 in a season probably not i think he'll score in bunches i think he'll be effective in certain situations and i think he will mature and grow and learn what Klopp wants from him and he's got all the tools to do it he's got the physicality the pace a little bit snatchy in front of goal but then again he could just be um you know there are some players that i feel like when you give them time to think it's a problem like dejan lovren example number one if dejan lovren does things on instinct it was always better than if he had time to think so I wonder if Darwin is maybe the, the same. If he just works off instinct, maybe he gets better. Look at Nunes before the World Cup. Pretty sure he had nine goals in 11 games. Oh, look, lads. I don't, I don't want to rush him, and I don't want to write him off. I, I think, and I said this earlier, I think we're very lucky that we can, we can allow Darwin to progress because we have a set of forwards at the club now who are, who are showing their worth. You know, Salah's back. Um, doing Salah things. Gakpo has been an absolute revelation through the centre. Jota has filled in nicely when we've been without Diaz at times. Now we've got Diaz back and Jota as an option and Darwin as an option. 
Nunez or Jota. Yeah, Nunez. If if you if you're just making me pick one of those two, because I think his ceiling is higher than Jota's ceiling. But Jota, as I say many many times, is an incredibly intelligent footballer. Gakpo's unreal. Didn't think someone so big could be so technically good. Spot on. Spot on, Killian. He's um, he's very Dutch, isn't he? And by that I mean, he's not shirking the physicality. He's technically extremely proficient. His close control and footwork is amazing for a big man. He knows how to shoot. He is brilliant. He is. It's just a G. It's a masterstroke from our club. It's a masterstroke from Klopp and Linders and the team to look at the Cody Gakpo that played for the Netherlands and see that Gakpo implemented into a Liverpool team against idiots like me who would have thought of the Cody Gakpo a PSV in a wider position um, and never have joined the dots to make the idea of him doing what he does centrally for us. But he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love Cody Gakpo and I love that we I love that we got that sign and done. So yeah, well done. The one that I feel like we're going to lose out on and will go on to have a good career is Connor Bradley. And I feel I feel like it's the Nico Williams scenario all over again. Connor Bradley is an exceptionally good footballer and will grace a team somewhere and they will get a kid who will work his ass off, who is a dynamo. Um, with energy will get up and down that right hand side forever for you and again I, I want to go back to I want to credit Quiva O'Neill of The Athletic um, I remember reading a piece Quiva O'Neill and she's written a few good pieces about Connor Bradley speaking about how he's always been ahead of the curve you know he's always been taking those steps forward playing in higher age groups always excelling always surprising people and I think it's going to be a crying shame if we just can't find a way to to get Connor Bradley involved in the first team because I like the kid. And yeah, I'm probably biased because he's he's from the island of Ireland, but I like him. And again, ask any Bolton fan. And um, I'm sure even Thogden in his anti-Liverpool stance would have to admit that uh, Bradley's been legit. Oh yeah, it's a big step up from League One. And the absolutely, you'd want them to get a, a championship loan probably. Connor Bradley, um yeah, I think a good a good championship loan for him. Or dare I say it, a season in like the Bundesliga or something. Yeah, I think that could be a good move for him. What do you think will happen to Sepp Vandenberg? Another season on loan? Probably. Good to see him back playing with Schalke after the injury he had. Was doing well. You know, let's look at the timing of our centre-back situation. We've got Verge, who's getting to the tail end of his career, shall we say. You've got Kanade, who is the future leader of that defence. You've got Matip, who's going to be moved on, and probably a younger centre-back brought in. So there's space there for Seb Vandenberg in the future. Definitely, and dare I say it, if Klopp was to ever go to a three-centre-back system, he's probably somebody who could slot into that very well. Nat Phillips will move on. Um, Joe was there, obviously. So yeah, look, in two or three years' time, if we had a situation where we've got Kanade, I don't know who we signed this summer for centre-back, but let's say we bring in somebody. Uh, you've got Joe Gomez, you've got Sepp Vandenberg. Um, I think we'll be all right. Do you think we're looking at Antonio Silva? Oh, we've definitely scouted him, 100%. Him and the kid Inacio from Sporting, both being spoken about. 
problem with Silva is probably the price. I'd imagine his price will be fairly high. He's really, really, really well regarded in coaching circles as a huge talent. Could use one left-footed centre-back in the squad. I'm left-footed. That's all I'm saying, Stevie. Do you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying, mate. I'm left-footed. Inacio will be a way cheaper option. We all know how FSG does build. The one that I would have liked us to go after is, is Colwell from Chelsea. But from what I've read, I think Pochettino likes the idea of keeping him around because he's so versatile and, again, a young player. I like him. I think he's done okay at Brighton. Um, and I think he'd be a good addition and he'd tick the L homegrown box. Klopp then asked if he would reconsider getting in touch with John Brooks. I don't have numbers of referees, to be honest. I don't think about it. I mean... <sighs> Look, I've had my say um, on the Klopp situation. I think it's a joke. And again, I'm going to point out for all the people who want to have a snidey reply, he's not being held accountable for jumping up in the fourth official's face. That's not what this, this FA charge is about. It is about his comments after the game about Paul Tierney. And that's why I think it's bullshit. You know, do we want cyborgs? Do we want people to just not what's the point in having an interview like what's the point in Klopp, Pep, Arteta uh, fucking Ten Hag any of them what's the point in asking them to come on after the match for an interview if we expect stock answers with no personality no honesty no passion no flair um, and no opinion because remember that's Klopp's opinion Klopp felt that the referee said something to him that he felt inappropriate and it annoyed him. He also feels that this referee has an agenda against him. Are we supposed to just ignore that all the time, forever, and just keep going, the ref's right, 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 or do we have a fucking conversation about it as grown-up people and understand that maybe there is potential for conscious or unconscious bias from officials you know, do I believe there are referees who've gone to Old Trafford and Anfield and gone, I ain't giving these a penalty. I'm not caving into the pressure of the Stratford end or the cop, and I'm not giving them a penalty. They're not going to influence me. If you don't think that that's happened, I think you're very naive. I think that has absolutely happened with officials. And there are probably officials who go the other way and give a few softer decisions because maybe they are influenced by it again consciously or subconsciously but if we get to a point where only the managers the players the coaches are held to account for their comments in the heat of the moment after a game that has ended in a very dramatic way in this scenario what do we want stop asking them for an interview then because if it's only going to end up in the managers getting in trouble for actually showing passion and giving their opinion they're going to stop speaking they're not going to want to uh they're not going to want to give their opinion. And we don't expect it of referees, because remember, it's too much to expect a referee to come on there and be interviewed. And I agree with that. But you're expecting a manager or a club captain or a player to do it, and then you're expecting them to be robots and not give an honest opinion. I think it's it's really refreshing when you see a player give a, their view on it. Because we, we live and breathe it. We want them to live and breathe it. Is Klopp banned? Why is Klopp banned? He's been charged by the FA for his comments after the game 
against Spurs where he spoke about Paul Tierney. Again, he has until Friday to answer the charge. Um, and it's likely he'll receive a touchline ban. Potentially an end of season for Klopp touchline ban. Klopp, oh, excuse me. Klopp ready to apologise to officials according to the Mirror. Again, if Klopp misheard, misrepresented or plain got it wrong, what um what was said by Paul Tierney, no problem. Just play the audio. Show us the audio. If Klopp was wrong, then he's wrong and hold him accountable. Alexis McAllister is high on Liverpool's list of targets, said Paul Joyce. Good, good, good. That's good news, Chris. We like that. I like the idea of McAllister. Would like the uh would like the number on McAllister though. Would like to see how much that costs. Some saying sixty million for Alexis, eighty million for Mount. Good luck. Yeah, I know it's nuts, isn't it? Uh, 60 million for Alexis McAllister. What is he, 24? I mean, you, you expect a premium when you're buying from a Premier League club. Touch on the high side, perhaps. I'd, I'd love if I heard something like Liverpool have agreed a deal worth £48 million up front and a potential £8 million in add-ons or something like that. That would make me feel a bit more comfortable about it. Nobody's going to pay £80 million for Mount. Nobody. Not a hope. I don't even think Todd Bowley, in his deluded little mind, really believes that somebody is going to pay that much for Mason Mount. Because remember, if Mason Mount wanted to, and Bayern Munich are the favourites at this point for a signature, he could wait six months and sign for Bayern Munich in January on a pre-contract agreement and leave for free. He couldn't do that with Liverpool because you can't sign for a pre-contract agreement with a club in the same league. Um, But you could do it for a club abroad and then leave for free. If I'm Mason Mount... And Chelsea ain't given me the contract that I feel I deserve. And they're happy to sell me. And I wanted to go to Bayern Munich. Then I'm going to say to them, either make it realistic or I'm just going to sit on my contract and leave and sign a pre-contract in January. And you'll get nothing for me. And I'll get a big juicy signing on bonus. Because remember, loyalty is a two-way street. A straight swap of Milner and Alexis would be a fair deal. Yeah, yeah. Be, be a weird one that, right? If we end up signing Alexis McAllister and um, then Jimmy's contract comes to an end and he signs for Brighton. Was Mount a regular under Tuchel? Yes, I believe he was. I believe Tuchel is one of the real drivers of that interest in Mason Mount. I'd say he's 40 million max of the year. Yeah, 40 to 50 was the number that I was thinking Chris would be a fair number for Mount in this situation. Because, you know, he is homegrown. That does count. He is a Premier League player that is, you know tried and tested he is a decent age profile so yeah you'd expect to pay a decent fee but this 80 70 80 million stuff's nonsense alexis McAllister is 24 yeah good nice age nice age bracket that so a story came out from a gentleman called rodrigo romano uh, if you want to follow him on twitter it's at rodrigo romano 76 and this again google translated is Liverpool sets its eyes on Manuel Ugarte. The Anfield team is probing the numbers to incorporate him next season. Ugarte is a current contract with Sporting until June 2026 and has a release clause of 60 million euro. Then there was a piece in the Echo that said um, about the odds for Mason Mount: six to four Bayern Munich, two to one Liverpool, thirteen to two Manchester United, and PSG sixteen to one. Right, I'm going to leg it. I'm going to go. I'm starting to flag. I'm a bit tired. I will see you good people tomorrow for the watch along. Um, Yeah, Liverpool, Fulham. We'll find it on TV somewhere and we'll do a watch along. See you guys tomorrow. Much love. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.